Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And wow, was episode 10 a lot of television. (laughs) 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 They are just okay. And I mean, how often, uh, so how often do you see an episode of television where you get to the end of the episode of television and you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Like, there's so few shows that ever pull that off of getting to end, like, especially ones with a strong arc. Like, you look at, you look at Wise Guy, a show we adore, right? Yeah. But it is a show where at the end of every episode, you understand the state of play, you understand where all the characters are, and they've set up what's going to be happening next week. Something so big happens at the end of this episode. You're like, what can possibly happen next? And and the the episode ends in a way that is slightly ambiguous, but it doesn't seem that ambiguous. So, I mean, as always, I'm going to ask you to not tell me. Oh, I'm not saying a friggin' thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At the end of this episode, you can see why I immediately watch the next one. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like when I was watching Squid Game and I get to the end of episode four and I'm like, well, let's start up episode five. Not hesitating at all. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, end of this episode is, is, and I thought, oh my Lord, how's Daniel going to not watch the next episode? I know, it's, it's killing me. Well, we're recording the next episode tomorrow, just so I can watch it tonight. I'm not yeah, waiting. There is absolutely no way, like, to, fi- to figure out, and you're right, that's exactly it. I have, you, you watch, get to the end of this episode, and I'm like, I have zero idea what's going to happen next. And that is, it's, it's scary and it's thrilling. You know, well, it, and it's because we're watching this show, and we know have have no. We have you have lost your expectations yeah. for normalcy. Yeah, no, no. The whole concept of like, yeah. what is what is the normal structure of a show is just all it's, out the window. It's gone. Yeah, no, it's it, it 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 display it does play with the form. There's no question. Oh, absolutely. All right, so. Let's do this. All right. So the episode begins, as always, exactly where the episode ended. The previous end, uh, episode ended. They're right there. We see that the four family members of the the victims of Babel have all died. Right? And remember, yeah. these are the people who are going to be suing them for like $700 million. Yeah. So... And then we cut back to find out how they got killed. Well, not how they got killed, but how this got started. Yeah, Yeah, which is Chairman Seo, uh, you know, the June's brother, right? Uh, June Wu's brother. The chairman. Yeah, the chairman. Chairman, yeah. The chairman of Babel. The chairman. The chairman. Well, the public chairman of Babel. (laughs) Not the real chairman of Babel. He's not the power behind the throne, but he's the chairman. Exactly. He was told to go out, you know, I mean, he's trying to figure out who burned down the, uh, where, uh, trying to burn down the facility. And so what he did was essentially hired someone to get all of the communications of the family members that were suing them, just in case. They were doing their full-on spying on them, just in case. And it gets really interesting because they had a bunch of things where these, you're so frustrated at the people for doing this, they texted back and forth about watching the factory burn. And then, and the ones, the ones that were doing it, 
of yeah. course, were saying how great they felt and exactly. everything else, right? Yep. And how much it cheered them to do that. Yeah. So yeah. they actually, on social media, basically said that they'd done it. No, no, no. It wasn't just social media. It was like uh, private message boards and their things. So yeah. It was like they hadn't they hadn't done it publicly. Oh, oh excuse me. Spying on them. Yeah, private. Yeah. 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 But they, they were but, spying yeah. on them. But yeah. yes, the point is they know they were able to figure out they did it and that's how they targeted them. Yeah. Uh, and so we get Vincenzo looking at the dead bodies in the car and we're like, oh, we get our first look at A, why he quit smoking and B, why he knew it was time to get out of the mob. Because he killed some people. Uh, he uh, I mean, later in the episode, we'll learn that Vincenzo's job as consigliere was to. And I mean, we got this in the first episode because, I mean, yes, he was part of the Cassano family, but he also settled accounts when people in various families broke broke the rules. Yeah. So he was sent to deal with and kill people who broke the rules, whether it was a direct conflict with his family or not. He was a guy who came in to sort things out. And we get enough information visually to suggest that he murdered a bunch of people in a car. But then when he got a closer look, he had accidentally shot a child as well. Whew. With a teddy bear. Yeah. And so we see this kid's hand holding a teddy bear and there's blood flecked on the teddy bear. And we're like, Oh, okay. That's why he's got PTSD. And that's why he needs to get out of this. Entire, that's why he just wanted to get out of this entirely. Yes. Oh, uh, I, I'm sure more of this backstory is coming, but Jesus. I, I, I assumed it was going to get rough, but wow, it, does it get rough this episode? Yeah, this episode's get rough. I mean, what we're going to do is also hear his why. Okay, well, let, let, let's get there where, you know, he's... Yeah. You know, they're in the, they're, so we, we get Jun, Jun Wu and Hans, whatever. Hans, uh, you know. Yeah. And the, the Mr. Chairman and Mr. Nam and Miss Choi are all talking about the thing. And he congratulates and the, you know, Jun Wu congratulates his brother for finally getting something right. Well, no, but, but it's always backhanded. Oh, yeah, but it's always backhanded. He's like, because he hands him this giant file and he's like, you kind of overprepared for this, didn't you? Sort like, of. everything no. is always a dig at his brother, even when his brother does a good job. Yeah. 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 He his uh, brother found the people that they needed to find. Oh, yeah. And this was probably the only way to do it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah. but then the brother had said at the same time, uh, maybe we deal with, uh, maybe we deal with uh, the, you know, the director Gill at the same time. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, and Jun Wu is great because he obviously thinks that's a good idea, but at the same time, he's he's the one in charge and he doesn't want his brother thinking that he's actually running anything. Yeah. So yeah, there's obviously a a mixed message there. So then, uh yeah, uh Yun Cha uh uh oh my god. One day I'll say her name right the first time. <laughs> Chayun, uh, go and Vincenzo go to see the cops, and the cops are like, "Looks like a suicide to us." You know what do you want? And they're like, "They were going on vacation. They were happy. Things were finally going great, right for them." 
why would they kill themselves now? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you never know. Who knows what's in a person's mind is the guy's response. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, you know, you have to question the suicide. If if all of the shows I've been watching are true. Yeah. Have any element of the truth to them. Like this one's over the top. But I have seen other ones that are not so over the top. And I'm going, you really have to question the suicide rate in Korea. Because, <laughs> because there's so much corruption and, and this the standard thing, rather than go and and, and investigate, yeah. is everybody commits suicide. <laughs> damn well no and that's that's the thing that conf had confused me because i assumed in the previous episode they were saying that the what they were framing them they were framing them for killing director gill and saying they killed themselves after they I murdered know. director gill no. but this episode we find out that no they're just saying coincidentally on the same night director yeah. gill also went nuts and murdered two cops and killed himself and i'm like seems like a stretch to me but okay <laughs> everything is like a stretch plus you know um yeah. jayoung was was attacked and uh yeah exactly and uh and vincenzo's and Vincenzo, yeah was trashed like come on guys there's plenty of evidence but we know the cops are corrupt this is well established at this point mm -hmm. uh but the cop says something he shouldn't which is if you don't like the way we're handling the case you know file a lawsuit and take over in a private investigation and Vincenzo's like, oh, really? We can do that? Like, you're do whatever you want. Us. Do whatever you want. And of course, uh, they <laughs> take this way more seriously than the cops meant it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it is, uh, we got a really, truly rough scene where, oh my God, Chayun is so freaked out at having gotten these people killed. Yeah. Right. Like she doesn't know how to cope with it. Quite understandably. And uh, yeah. And then Vincenzo's, Vincenzo's like, okay, time to take the gloves off. Yeah. Right. The thing about the mafia is, yeah, we kill each other in the world. Innocent people get left out. Right. Yeah. And so now it is time to take the gloves off and be who I am if I want to resolve the situation. If they're taking the gloves off like this, so am I. And I, I mean, mean yeah, yeah. Said, yeah, but what he says is, this is my code. Yeah, I have a code. And so now I'm going to finish this. Yeah, but I will have to break my promise to you. Yeah, I will have to kill the guy who's running uh, Babel. Yeah. Like, I, I know I, I promised no dead bodies, but I am going to have to kill the guy who runs Babel. There is just no way around it. Yeah. And as he says, har uh, revenge is easier if you harden your heart. Oh, you have to put your guilt yeah. somewhere yeah. else for yeah. now. Oh, it's so good. It's such a yeah. nice little scene. And then uh, we get a little scene with the cops who say that, don't worry, I've the one cop comes to say to the other, don't worry, I've removed all of the evidence from the file. So even yes. if they subpoena it, they won't get anything. And yeah. he's like, okay, well, you know, call Wusung and tell him that we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, they're so openly corrupt. It is yep. so wonderful to watch. Oh, they're such monsters. Uh, then we get, yes, another meeting of the building's tenants, which we always love. 
<laughs> you know? They're just in misery because of these four people. Yeah, the four people were killed. They're completely freaked out. And they're like, they're on a killing spree? There were seven people, like seven people got killed last night. And it's all the same people who want us out. Yeah. And they're like, what are we going to do about it? Like, how can we get revenge? How can we get justice? And it's like, what on earth can we do to stop it if they're willing to kill people? And uh, what I liked is uh, they're, uh, once again, they're all, they, they all keep, well, one person accidentally mentions the gold again and the spy yeah. still doesn't know about the gold. <laughs> But he's still, like, uh, just the way, the visual in the background of the way Otto, the, the chef, is always clinging to his assistant for comfort. Yes! It's so <laughs> sweet! <laughs> yeah. And the spy and Mr. Nam don't know about the gold. And the, so they bring up the gold, and then he's like, gold? What are you talking about? It's like, no, golden! You know, Golden is in really good people. We've got Vincenzo to keep helping us. So that's that's obviously what I meant when I said the word gold. Like, come on. Oh, it's fantastic. Mr. Ham is getting yeah. uh, just Mr. a Ham. little suspicious. Exactly. Like, he knows something's going on in the building. He doesn't know what exactly. <laughs> But he's, he's suspicious. And then we found, uh, so then we dropped by Wusang again, right? Yeah. Cha Yung wants a, a an autopsy and she's pushing, pushing for it. And they're not burning or burying the bodies. They're keeping them on ice just in case. Yeah. And we kind of get this amazing scene where the head of Wusang is starting to panic. He's yeah. like... I like I, I wanted power and I wanted position and I wanted money, but like now just people are getting murdered all over the place. This is profoundly not what I signed up for. We are accessories to murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the ever the realist. Yeah, Miss Joy is like, we're we're already like we're already in it. You can't get out once you're in it, so you just have to get through it. You know? Oh, yeah. Basically, our heads are already in the guillotine. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we know who he is exactly. and what he has done. And then he keeps getting these panic attacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then oh, we had a scene with Vincenzo and Chaoyoung talking about how they're going to have to deal with Babo when they find him. And it's like, there's no, and, and Vincenzo's just open about it. It's like, uh, this is the scene where he's like, I know I promised we wouldn't get anyone killed. And yeah. even she's the one who says, I understand that promises need to get broken every now and then. Out and of necessity. Out of necessity. And then we get this gorgeous, again, thinking about the shot, where literally, like, sometimes the show's pretty obvious. The light of revelation shines in through the window. <laughs> this, this, gl you know, this blinding light shines in through the window. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic, right? Oh, yeah. uh, and then we you. get them chatting about their plan, right? Yeah. Uh, we're chatting about their plan. Once again, eating a sweet potato out in the <laughs> yard. This is like just their new thing. It's so weird. Well, 
you know, actually, I mean, I, I do like sweet potatoes. No, no, it's just like this roast sweet potato. And then yep. something truly strange happens at the end of the scene where I'm like, uh, is this is this going to be important later? And you don't have to tell me if it's going to be important later or not. Because like, they're talking about how they have to follow the lawyer to the payoff with the cops, right? They're yeah. like, they know who the, they know who at Mr. Uh, at, uh, at Wusang is going to do the payoff. And it's yet another Mr. Seo. Yes. There's but so the many one guys. Who does impressions. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who does impressions, but it's like, that's Mr. Seo. There's a Seo in the fake chairman's name. Uh, Prosecutor Seo is the one who got murdered. You know, last episode, there are so many people with the same name. It's so frustrating sometimes. Yes, well, they. I, yeah, I, I, and I complained about it that with the very first one that I watched. Yeah. Like, I, when bad. I watched the first Good Detective, there were way too many parks. Yes. And they weren't related, and I couldn't keep straight which park was which. Was which. Yeah, exactly, right? It's getting easier. It gets okay, easier good. the more. The, the more you more, watch it. The more you watch it, like you, it, I don't know. You just get it. I don't know you what your brain does. Your brain sort of can okay. figure out. I will things. get used to all of the different Mr. Co's. But what did you wonder? What what was? Oh no no. Okay, so here's the weird thing about this scene. So she's like, uh, they're eating the potatoes. Yeah. Right, and she says, you know, I could really use a, a cider to go with this potato. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Vincenzo's like, I don't know if the place is open, and as he's saying that. The guy, you know, the guy who's making the potatoes holds up an already open cider for her. And I realize in that moment, like, I've never actually seen the face of the guy who cooks the potatoes. Like, who is it who's running that potato? Like, it's it's weird how on top of everything is and how he's always there. And I'm like, is this character like, is this character going to be meaningful too later? It's weird. It's just, it's such a strange shot when he's just suddenly handing her uh, the cider yeah. to go with her potato. And I'm like, and it's what made me realize I had never actually seen this guy's face. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just something that stuck out to me as weird. I don't know if it's going to be important later. I just found it interesting. All right. So again, don't say anything. I don't want you to spoil things. Just, just putting it out there that I found it a little strange. And then we uh, move to the fun scene. Oh, do we move to the fun scene? Which is also the most one of the most brutal scenes. You want to talk about how to make people tense. Oh my god. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, um, once again, we got corrupt cops meeting at the pool hall. And once again, they get kidnapped by uh, Vincenzo. And so they're brought to this uh, half-torn-down building and tied together in rolling chairs. And Vincenzo, like, demands to know how the cover-up was done. And while, and as he's asking the questions, he keeps kicking them closer and closer to the edge. Well, remember, he throws off a rock to just tell them how high up How far it is, I know! He grabs a piece of concrete and he drops it off the side and he listens and it's like, oh, that took five seconds to hit. Pretty long drop. You know? And then he says... and. And I've timed it. It takes three pushes. Yeah, three pushes to get you there. So uh, let's get ready. Here's let's, the first. <laughs> like, so, do you do you want to answer the question? No. And he gives him a kick. Oh, do you want to answer the question? A kick? Oh, gives him a kick. And he's like, oh, actually, I have a guest here to handle the third kick. 
and Chaeyoung runs out. Oh, that was so good. In her new running shoes. <laughs> yes, special edition. <laughs> her new special edition running shoes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah. Her special edition running shoes. As she gets ready to kick them. Uh, yeah, they're her ridiculous shoes. <laughs> and, they, you know, of course, they're begging for their life and she kicks them literally six inches from the edge. Yeah. Right? One and more. Like, That's we it. need the real file tomorrow or you're not getting out of this. And, of course, by the way, uh, Vincenzo also donated, donated all of their corrupt money. Yes, yes, as he tells them, because that's how we found them, right? Yep. Is, yep. is when they were the there exactly. with the payoff. Yeah, and and that's always, uh, as I oh. said, fascinating. And he donates these this money all the time. <laughs> I know. Uh, but then here's the oh, thing: it's really. Then we get the most important scene in the episode up until the end, which is the head of Wusang going to the chairman, the fake chairman, and saying, uh, I think your brother might be crazy. And, <laughs> like, I think your my brother might be a crazy person. So think about it this way. Everybody already thinks you're the chairman. So if something were to happen to your brother, you would still just keep doing your job. So he's essentially trying to get him to make moves against his brother. And we know that the chairman is already on edge and already not too psyched about working for his brother and getting pushed to the edge. I mean, he got himself that gun. We know how rough things are. So, whew. What is, where is this going? <laughs> I mean, his whole theatrics with this. You are the chairman of my heart. Yes, you're the chairman of my heart. I have hundreds of clients. Do you think that I, of all people, doesn't know what makes a good leader? Like, of course you would be a fantastic leader of Fable. I'm an expert in these things. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so it's such a good scene because again, he's trying to manipulate uh the chairman. <laughs> and he's doing a fantastic job and he like starts weeping. <laughs> Oh, you will always be my chairman. <laughs> it's such a good scene. Oh yeah, no, this is this is good because again, he's making these moves. Like even everybody is making their own moves. Everybody has their own plans, and everybody has a level to which they can accept the awful stuff that's going on. Uh then we get uh then we get uh Cha Young headed home. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Cha Young heads home and, you know, she sees that the new windows are finally in and her uh, house is fully fixed. Right. And then she flashes back to just how, you know, rough Vincenzo was planning to get. Then we get Vincenzo mis meeting with Mr. Cho and Mr. Cho is like, here's the thing. I can we can get the gold anytime we want now that we have his biometric data, but we need to get the temple out of there like uh because whatever happens right like if we can get if we can move this out it doesn't matter what happens with babel and the tearing down the building because we'll have the gold and we'll be gone and as he says why are you having so much trouble getting people out of here because mr cho 
like doesn't get that Vincenzo is be has become part of the community of the building. Like, he really <laughs> has. He has begun to care about these people. You know, and so it's not as easy for him to just shove everybody out. I mean, who knows how he would feel if he found out that they were all trying to find his gold. <laughs> but he oh, he'll find like, out. Yeah. He, oh, of course he's going to find out. Uh, right? But he believes he's so caught up in his fight with Babel that, like, when they say they're as equally desperate to fight Babel as he is, he just kind of believes them. Like, he is not suspicious of the people of the building. Uh, so he just yeah. tells Mr. Cho to be patient and promises he'll take care of it. But Mr. Cho can't do it. And we see him make a phone call. And I don't know who he's calling or what it is, but I'm sure it's going to pay off in the coming episodes. But he calls, like, sorry, not um, calling. Uh, no, no, texting. he's texting. He's texting. He writes an email obviously, about a corrupt temple. And I'm about like, a corrupt temple. Well, obviously, th there has to be a religious authority that oversees yes. all of these things. Yeah. And that and is we assume that's who he's calling, but yeah. I'm just saying writing, but we don't see the uh, like address of who he's sending no. the message to. So yes, but you're right. Uh, there must logically be somebody in charge of all these Buddhist temples, uh, but we just don't have the details yet. And I mean, I'm not saying they are corrupt. I really like those characters, but I mean, they are staying in the temple, you know, uh, they are staying in the building to find stolen gold. So, you know, <laughs> they are only so good people. But they're going to donate it. They are going to donate their share. I know. Oh, and uh, then Vincenzo gets a phone call from Italy, which yeah. is uh, where he finds out that a Korean guy has been moving around the power circles of Italy asking about him, mm -hmm. meaning that uh, his cover is about to get blown and he knows yeah. it. And when he gets home, he finds that Chayun is there, claiming that once claiming that her windows are still broken, so she needs somewhere to stay. It's very sweet, like it's incredibly sweet. Uh, but yeah, she's still she's nervous about him. She's nervous, like she's nervous about him doing serious crime. She's nervous about being alone. Like they, it makes complete sense that she would want to still take refuge there. But the problem is. Uh, they can't, uh, he can't just take the bedroom because Insagi is back in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, uh, as she said, I opened up the window to air it out and they just flew right in. <laughs> oh God, I love that pigeon. Yeah. Oh, the pigeon is so good. Yeah. And then they, uh, we get a, a sweet scene where the two of them talk about her dad and how and he tells her about the dad her dad's statement that it's like what they're doing is outside of what um Wusung and Babel are doing is outside of the realms of the law and right? that they're no longer yeah he he just doesn't have the strength to fight them and he's like I need a real warrior to do it and my daughter's going to be that person yeah. and it's just a genuinely sweet scene you know I really, oh, yeah. really like <laughs> I'm going to make a side a side thing about magi Magioli. Magioli? The thing they drink. What is that? Uh, yeah, well, I finally decided I had to go look they it up. They keep drinking this weird milk-looking stuff. You know what it is? It's rice wine. Oh, and it looks like milk. 
Huh. Well, yeah. Well, when you think about it, so I actually did go on. So it's like a cloudy rice wine. Mm, yes. And the stuff that they buy is not as strong as if you make it yourself. Okay. And okay. I do have a recipe. I don't think I have all of the, I don't have a big enough kitchen. <laughs> to actually make the stuff? Or enough stuff in my kitchen. Send me this it. recipe. I'm really curious now. Well, yes, and yeah. of course it becomes strong. It's, it is it is fascinating how with the rice and and how it ferments yeah. is really a little bit different than you would. The way it does with grain. grain or grapes. But people clearly, yeah, because you don't use yeast with the rice, and it's really, really weird. You watch it, and there it is. There, here's all this rice, and it's got a little bit of something I can't remember what it is, and it's something normal. She, yeah. Because, of course, this cook says, well, you could add yeast, but it's going to taste right. more bitter. So you have to add this. And I would assume we can buy it somewhere, right? You can order it from her, of course, her website. But um, what happens is the rice just gets all packed into this container. And you see it, and it's just rice. It's been cooked rice. It's She washes it like 10 times before... Hmm. You know, and there's a whole bunch of stuff and it has, anyway, and it just sits there. And then the next morning, you see there's a little bit of water at the bottom. And then yeah. the next, each day. And there's so a little you, more water at the bottom. And yeah, and you turn it, you, you, you turn it, I think, for the first four or five days, right? right. And you, you just put a spoon in and, and turn it around a little bit. But yeah, and it, I think it takes about 10 days to make. Huh. So All right. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious to try this. All right. Yes. So send me that. Send me that link, and maybe we'll put it in the show notes. You know, people can make their own wine. Rice <laughs> wine. Yes, I'll have interesting. to. Find All right. So uh, the scene is very sweet. After they finish talking, uh, they both fall asleep at the sleep at the table. Right. She asks him if he's going to leave once this part of this thing is over, and they've dealt with Babel and torn down the building, and he's non-committal because you know it's like he could go anywhere and do anything now but it's like what does he want and that is going to be i think a big question with vincenzo going forward right what what does he want like what does he want his life to be what has he imagined next after he's actually done this and we don't actually and i mentioned this another episode we don't really know what he prioritizes beyond actually getting the money and getting out uh then the next day we had a uh, more wusong uh you know uh, June Wu tells them, okay, well, you know what? Uh, I want it cleared out. We're done screwing around. Clear out the building and send the good enforcers, the ones my dad used to use. The ones who kill people. The ones, <laughs> the ones who don't mind killing people. The ones who yeah. aren't so squeamish. Uh, and they're like, last time they cleared out a development, they killed 12 people. I wonder how they're going to do this time. Like, As the panic <sighs> attack starts again. Yeah, and then move. Yeah. As he, yeah, his, suddenly his tie is on too tight. Yeah. And then we cut to the building and we see that the mob, who, you know, got fired and then survived their freezing, has a plan. Who have, who have gone good now. Who have gone good, but the way they've gone good is to smuggle people into China. a hot air balloon. If you want to go to China... 
if you want to go to Japan, you uh, we're going to take a balloon straight there and nobody will see you coming. <laughs> that way, you know, it's like nobody's going to search it. Nobody's like, yeah, that's the thing. Nobody's nobody's going to search it. Nobody's knows it's coming. Like we don't announce it. It's all completely undercover. Perfect for smuggling people, you know, whatever into these places. It's obviously a ridiculous <laughs> idea. <laughs> But it's a very funny scene, especially when he's like, yeah, but I mean, are we sure we're going to get there? Well, you know, the winds are the winds. Sometimes you get carried over. Like if you, uh, you know, you might end up in Guam. And and, and I love the line. And if you end up in Guam, just give up. It's over. You live in Guam now. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It was just, yeah, they're starting a, I mean, obviously this is all a scam, but I love the scam that they're doing. It's just like idea that they're going to find a way to sneak criminals out of the country by hot air balloon. It's such a ludicrous plan. And then Vincenzo (laughs) walks in and it's like, oh, so you work here now? Huh. <laughs> and then his accountant. Yeah, the accountant's <laughs> like, you never told me there was a beautiful man working here. Or, or as the yeah. translation goes, potty. Yeah, a hottie working oh. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the crazy part is, and so then finally the file has come through from the guys they tortured and threatened to kill. And it turns out the cops actually did investigate, they just buried the file. And uh, we find out that they had a CCTV camera of their basically their entire trip, except for when they went into this tunnel. And as they say, there's a tunnel that you're supposed to take 30 seconds to move through. And it takes five, them five minutes over oh, five seconds to, yeah, to get through. And it takes them five minutes to get through the tunnel. And both trucks coming out the other side were suddenly damaged. Well, not only that, but... The people's van went through first, yeah. and it came out second. Second, yep. Oh, and they also got the autopsy reports where they had burns on their neck. Two of right? them. Yeah. yeah, two of them had burns on their neck, making it look like they were hit with a taser. So, yes. okay, we now know they were kidnapped and they were executed. I mean, we mm-hmm. already knew it, but now they have solid circumstantial evidence. Yeah. But the problem is... They own the prosecutor's office. So. Nobody's going to prosecute. Yeah. What can they conceivably do about it? Right. And then, uh, and then the spy shows up offer, a, you know, it's like uh, with a pasta with lunch supper? for all of them, a pasta lunch. lunch for all of them. And Vincenzo's response, don't bring one for me next time. <laughs> Cause again, he hates the guys cooking and that ha- he hasn't. Well, he hates that. the guys Italian cooking. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get a great scene where they uh, they look at the license plate, right? Yeah. Uh, I can see the license plate <laughs> number, but it's registered to a fake name. And then the spy's like, when someone registers a car like that, they're trying to be hidden. And tracking them is almost impossible. And everybody looks at the chef. And they're like, and he's like, oh, uh, I watch a lots, uh, lots of crime dramas. <laughs> And it is always funnier because he can't because we know who he is. Like, I mean, that's what's sometimes so enjoyable about this show, too, is yeah. that that we don't have to like there's the main story yeah. that we have to find that we have to we are going to find out as 
Vincenzo and Chai Young find things out. Yeah, exactly. There are some things that we will know, but for things like Anne, yeah, we already know who he is. He is. And that makes it funnier. And it's funny when he slips up periodically. Yep. Oh, absolutely. You know? And then we get a scene with, um, then we get a great scene with uh, Jun Wu and Miss Choi, and yeah. he is measuring her for yeah. a, a bigger seat at the table. Because he's mm-hmm. like, I noticed that everybody else, you know, sometimes balks at my suggestions and my ideas and let's face it, my orders, but you're always right on board. Uh, oh, we also get the announcement in this scene that just as predicted, now that the four people are dead, uh, they are moving to have the case dismissed. Yep. Now that the four complainants are dead and there's no more family to take it over for them, they're moving to have the case dismissed just as we knew they would. So, yes. yeah, it looks like they're not going to have to pay that $700 million. Or one. Yeah. Well, no, it's not one because then it would be only be $700,000 and they wouldn't complain. Oh. Like, yeah. that's nothing to a corporation. Well, no, it's, I mean, they, it was translated into our dollars. So the actual number was, of course, 700 billion won. But mm-hmm. the, the translators handled that for us in a way they didn't in Squid Game that I was still annoyed about. Like, dude, just, just <laughs> translate it to dollars. Come on, help me out a little, guys. Uh, but he's like, why are you so excited to work for me when, you know, it's like, look at all of your abilities. Look at what you accomplished. You could make plenty of money running your own firm. And she's like... I go where the power is, right? I want, I don't just want to win. I want to feel the thrill of winning. And the only way to feel the thrill of winning is to be in real danger. Uh, It's really interesting, her analogy of walking up an ice cliff. Yeah. Like uh, walking, it's like, I'm not walking down a street. I'm climbing an ice cliff. And anytime you make the wrong move, you could die. That's where the thrill comes from. (sighs) Yeah. And Jun yeah. Wu understands that one. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so fantastic. Oh God! And then God, Jun Wu's such a wonderful monster. Yes. And then he explains, and that's uh, he explains, and then she asks him. So you know, I told you all about me. Explain to me why you don't want anyone to know you're the chairman. And he's like, uh, A, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> you know. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I don't want to go to jail, but most importantly, it's like being a god because I'm contr- I'm standing right next to people controlling their lives and they have no idea. No, he and he's said like, this- that is unusually huge amounts of power. Like that's that's power that only a god gets to feel. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting how he describes. Well, God does horrible things, punishes people all the time. And then every now and then, the yeah. God lets up and yeah. people think things are going to be all right. And then wham. Yeah. I like <laughs> being a God. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, no. I tell you the analogies, the writing, everything. And some of it may be too obvious, but yeah, every now and then, but it, as you say, the lights and things like this, but yeah. Yeah. On. Like the, the, the light of heaven in that scene, but yeah. I think generally it's just a really, really, really well structured show. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Uh, yeah. And so we're getting a little more glimpses into yeah. Jun Wu's thought patterns. So it's like he's becoming a fully realized character. And I love that Miss Joy's response is, yeah, your, uh, your third reason is the one I can relate to the most. Yeah, I like that one. 
Yeah. Me too. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And so then back to the office, you know, there it's a late night. They're drinking their coffee, trying to keep awake as they work on the car and try to figure out how to find the killers. And it's like, if we find the killers, can we get to Babel through them? Right. And his, Vincenzo's theory is that, like, they have a hit team. They have a team of guys who do this. So it's all, it's in likelihood that the murder of the uh, prosecutor, uh, he thinks the murder of the director Gill, the people in well, the, the car. Yeah, the seven and the, people, yeah. Yeah, the seven people who killed and the explosion that killed the researchers were probably all done by the same people. So if we could catch them, that would be a definite link to who the chairman is because the chairman would want to, like, minimize the number of people who got called in and involved in murders. Which, I mean, logically, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, 100% the real chairman will be able to connect. We will be able to connect to him if we can get that. And, uh, and his plan is, so if we can just get the murderers to come after us <laughs> <laughs> and then turn the tables on them, well, then we're set. And quite reasonable people are like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a kind of a scary idea, don't you think? And then, uh, oh, this is the fun part. Uh, something that gets set up for later. We notice that there's a rotten apple in the bundle of apples mm -hmm. that they bought, that Mr. Nam bought. And uh, that's going to be important later because it's a wonderful, wonderful analogy. Yes, right. it actually is. So then... It ends up being a beautiful... So then, yes. Yeah, but let's go back to the... Uh, so they're there. The guys aren't going to move. They want to, you know, <clears throat> they want to help in whatever way they can. They want to defeat and, it. And, and they accidentally mention gold. Accidentally mention gold again, because they always do. <laughs> They're yeah. too excited. But Chayun, you were saying she comes up. What I was saying, she comes up with a plan. Let's mm -hmm. make fun of them. If there's one thing all of these kinds of people hate, it's being it's mocked. Being mocked. So, and I'm really good at that one. <laughs> and we've already seen it. So oh, yeah, way earlier fantastic. on. So. So then they decide to do this TV show. A live stream, yes. Yes, a live stream, yes. Yeah, where they all put on masks and uh, talk about all of the evil secrets they've discovered of Babel. <laughs> and you got another scene where Vincenzo just doesn't want to do any acting. He just isn't comfortable. Being in Zaggy. <laughs> Being, and so they cut out a... They full-on cut out... A pigeon mask for him to wear that will be themed after Inzaki. Well, look and look at the beautiful, you know, the beautiful blue sparkly. <laughs> you know, they put on it. And, yeah, they put eyeshadow, blue sparkly eyeshadow around the eye holes and everything. It's like well, and yes. Anyway, and then you have you have your Frankenstein's and your aliens and you're oh, yeah. sitting in the sitting in the audience, right? And then you get the funny thing of like, you got the audience, but even the cameramen and the producers are wearing yes. the masks too. Yeah. Oh, it's such a fun scene. They, oh, yeah. they just do they just do a whistleblower broadcast. Yeah. And she's a happy anime lady and he's a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. No, it's a really good scene. Yeah. Oh, so they're gonna blow the whistle, all of the whistles on Babel. And on Wusang. Mm -hmm. 
And, and the thing is, all yeah. evils they do. Yeah, and I mean, it is really kind of fascinating because it is it is the son of the snack. Um, yeah, the snack uh, bar lady. You yeah. know, who had started all of this and already had a following. Yeah, already had a following, so, and they're just moving it up. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, everything yep. is in place, and so then we go to them watching it. Yes. Yeah, we see all the Wusung people and Babel people watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sitting there and being made fun of. And they always, I mean, it, I mean, it is so typical, right? Yes, they all laugh when somebody else is being made fun of until they're, they're being, being made fun of. I know, the casual cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It And uh, I did love... It's a it's a good thing the chairman's rich because he doesn't have any other qualities. <laughs> oh man! And I gotta say, in there, and but the best part is nobody knows who Junwu is, so he's, uh, so he is just free to enjoy it one hundred percent. Yeah. Everybody else gets angry, but he just never stops enjoying it. He's like, they're just trying to get you, uh, right? The and it's like, look at the way they made fun of you. Obviously, they know you're not the boss, right? Look at the way they were mocking you on that broadcast. Obviously, you're not the boss. So, right? Uh, there. This is all a trap to try and draw me out. But of course, they can't find out who I am unless one of you is a traitor, and yeah. <laughs> then you get a knowing look. Uh, you and get a key other... knowing look between uh, between the chairman and the head of Wusang, because that's exactly what they were talking about. Mm. We'll see how that relationship deepens. Oh yeah. my god! And then, oh, then, but yet, yeah, but despite what he said about not taking the bait, immediately Miss Choi calls Cha Young to complain that they said she was dancing. Yeah. To... <laughs> Unwind. I don't dance like that. I don't dance like that. And then she tries to get it pulled down. <laughs> tries to get it pulled down and can't. And they can't? Yeah. And Vincenzo is the ugly pigeon. You were obviously the anime girl and Vincenzo was the pigeon. And she just... But yeah, they try to pull it down. They can't get it pulled down. Uh, we meet uh, Miss Joy's new assistant. Yeah. So that's a new character we haven't really seen before. But yeah, the but the viral post, uh, yes. But she says, whatever you do, don't publicly respond to this. We can't look like this is getting to us. Yeah. That is the key element. All right. Uh, then we get more with Vincenzo and Mr. Nam. They expo uh, and they're unbelievably frustrated because the call got put in, and nobody's reporting on all of their whistleblowing. Yeah. Which I mean, they did suspect would happen. You know, yeah. it's not a complete shock to them that this is happening. But yeah, it's unbelievably frustrating at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Then we get uh, a scene over at the... Uh, then we get a follow-up of what Vincenzo's next part of his plan is. Oh, my God. Is to warn them all. Yep. That he's he put, coming for them. <laughs> he's coming for them. So he puts a giant C. Right? He puts one in the chairman of Wusang's office. He has a zombie show up to scare Miss Choi and puts another bloody C on the window. Oh, that guy, I don't know how to say, guy's a pretty good zombie actor. Yeah. 
second, this is like the fifth time we've seen him do it. And I'm like, I'm glad they keep going to that well. He's a damn good zombie <laughs> actor. <laughs> yeah, but they put the keys everywhere. And, and then like, the fake bomb. The fake bomb. Oh, I know. Was, it's so beautiful. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh, but they're like, what does this C mean? What could this possibly be? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the fake. Yeah, the fake bomb that's going to blow up the chairman in the parking garage. And he's running away and being chased by a toy car. Yeah. But and none of his security is... guards will do anything about it. Yeah. And then you got, and then we get Jun Woo, who's just hanging out uh, at breakfast the Waiting. next day, looking over all the evidence. I'm like, so what is this? You know? And he's waiting for somebody. And he's waiting for his news. And uh, his guy is coming back, is just now coming back from Italy. Who's going to be bringing him the news? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's the key part. And so we get a, a little scene of Chayun and Vincenzo. And she's like, why did you tell them who you are? And he's like, trust me. <laughs> it is meaningful. And she keeps almost talking about uh, the mafia, but he's like, you can't say this stuff in front of Mr. Nam. <laughs> like, our paralegal does not know I'm a mobster. And he, and she, of course, has suddenly become uncomfortable. She's a little uncomfortable with the idea of killers coming after them. Yeah. Right? Uh, and just as they're there, and this is the key scene kind of for the whole episode, which is the prosecutor whose staff just got killed because he failed to protect uh, Director Gill, is there and he's like, I'm frustrated. I am powerless. It is completely like everything is corrupt. What the hell am I supposed to do now? You know, and he is at loose ends because he really thought. Right? He really thought this was going to work. And he's like, give me the files on the dead people and I will make sure a case go, uh, goes forward. Like, I know you got the files. Let me do this the right way. And, like, they and they're like, no, they're, no, we can't. Uh, you can't. And he's like, you don't trust me? And they're like, of course we trust you. But... Here's the analogy. Here's the analogy. <laughs> You look at this apple. One half of it is rotten. One half of it is good. Right? Is this a rotten apple or is it a good apple? You know? Yeah. And, and as he says, in a grocery store, they don't sell you half an apple. You've got to buy the whole apple. <laughs> well, it's it's really interesting because, you know, he quotes Les Miserables. Yep. You know, uh, but justice must be impeccable. As yep. is, is how our translator does it. Um, yeah. You know, but it has to be incorruptible. And, oh, yeah. You know, but I, I think it was, he said, yes, the problem is that eventually, he said the whole apple will become, will right be now, rotten. you could if eat you half be... of it. Yeah. But eventually, but... it will all become rotten. Well, and that's what I really loved, right, in that scene, is he's just saying, like, I mean, it's the old uh, one rotten apple spoils the bunch, which is true, right. or spoils the barrel. That is how, that it is works. how rot works. Like, that is yeah. a completely apt barrel. And this, too, is like, it doesn't matter that there are good people in the prosecutor's office. If there's any corruption at all, it will spoil all of the work those good people try to do. Yeah, of And course. he's right. 
Well, and, and, and you would think that whatever his name is, Mr. Yang, would yeah. have figured that one out by now. <laughs> but, well, he's very emotionally distraught. A couple of cops on his payroll just got killed. And now the whole prosecutor's office is pretending it was a murder-suicide. Yeah. You know, by Director Gill, whose life was in shambles. Yes, so, you know, but, but all I'm saying is that he he can't see still yeah. that that the rot is in his prosecutor's in his, office. Yeah. Exactly. It's the problem is coming from him. Like that once the corruption has been let in at all, it can't be salvaged, which is, I mean, quite a, a bleak way of looking at various, you know, civil systems. But given the world, the like the world as the show has presented it to us, I, I mean, they're not wrong to say it. I mean, it's a bleak look at the world, but within this version of the world, yeah, I, I get it. Well, I don't know. I've... <laughs> Well, I, I'm sorry, but um... you think the the world we live in isn't that different from theirs? <laughs> At I least not anyone... on this issue. Like you know, I tell you, because the institutions, say. the institution is more yeah. important than the people. Okay. Right. So even I mean, it depends. You could it more have to more broadly. We always say the other line is it's not just the rotten apple; it's the fish. The fish rots from the head down. Yeah. Right? And once you have corruption at one level, well, of course, it's little bitty corruptions. Why do you yeah. I'm, I've got a disciplinary here. <laughs> it's because I don't want to, I'm not going to lie. This, the system is corrupt. There are all sorts of people who have abused. Yeah. You know, well, they get around power. it. Like they don't yeah. think of it as. Let me put it this way: there are all sorts of people who have gotten gotten around the thing I refused to get around. I could have done the same thing. Yep. But I'm going. No, enough already, and I got nothing to lose. Like, yeah, so big deal, you know. Like you I'm already not, weren't giving me any courses in the spring. What are you gonna? I don't have any courses in the me? winter. I don't have yeah. any in the spring. What are you gonna do? Oh, 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 and my and my students are happier. So, so there uh, you go. But, but it's a little thing. But the problem is, so yes, there is a problem. There is a serious problem, whether you want to call it. But it is institution. It's the institution is more important than the people it is serving. Yeah. Right. This is even government because that's what this is. Right. Your oh, yeah. personal your personal stuff is more important than the people you are serving. You are supposed to be serving. Okay, and so then then what you are doing, I'll get a little Buddhist on you, but you are causing people to commit little white lies. Right. Okay? Or, okay. To, or to not tell. Now, if you are, a, um, if you go back to sort of Theravada Buddhism, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. You're not, you see, this is really bad karma for all of those people in the, at the upper levels of the institution. Okay. Now, I don't think I'll bring this up at a meeting, but I just might. Well, as a Buddhist, you know, I yeah. really do think I'm concerned about your karma levels. Well, no, but it's like, I mean, the Buddhism gets at the heart of this issue, which is every time you put that little bit more corruption into the world, the whole world gets more corrupt. That's because it. people take social cues. Yes. I, I, like, 
um, I remember someone gave an example, right, of like some guy who was just a functionary in I'm trying to remember it was Department of Defense uh, or Department of Defense or Department of the Interior. It doesn't really matter which one. But it's like so he was appointed by Obama and he had worked there for four years and he was just like a lifelong government guy. And then the minute Trump got in, he got, you know, taken down in this scandal where he like went to Europe for something, uh, right? Europe for some, you know, conference. And he had the government pay for his wife to come with him as a vacation. And he had never done anything like that when anyone else was the president. But yeah. it like when you start do accepting these little things and these little corruptions, it creates a culture where everyone starts doing it. Like Just the everyone little ones is, and is, the yeah. little ones. And that's where what the rot is. Yeah. And that's the rot. Because and but when everyone is doing a little thing, some people are like, Well, I could probably get away with more and they start doing a bigger thing. And then people see them getting away with a bigger thing and more people start doing that. And before you know it, you don't even have any institutions left. Yeah. And what happens here, of course, is that the institution wants to say that I'm like I'm being disrespectful <laughs> of the rules and the rest of it. But no, you you just don't get it. Right? Yeah. And and it's fine. Yeah. And I mean, well, sure. Of course I I am, I suppose, being disrespectful yeah. of the rules, but it it the rules are wrong and they are causing all sorts of other people. And then, but my line, my bigger line is right. Look, I am teaching labor and yeah. people issues, labor issues in one course. Um, I am teaching religion. Yeah. And I am teaching women's history. Now, what kind of an example am I setting? Yeah, if you fold my students. to the pressure of the bosses. Yeah, no, if, I hear if you. If I fold, you have to, and yes, there's always a price when you... Even on the little things when you stand up. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, other people, I can sort of understand it. And I can understand why. I mean, my line is sometimes you ask permission afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes um, you you do take a balance. But, I mean, my God, it, it, is, it, it is so much. The system needs to quote, unquote, Somebody on, on a little video I made my women's class watch. Yeah. The system needs to be cracked. The system yeah. needs to be overturned. You know, and I will quote Sojourner Truth. I'm, we're taking a little bit of a sidebar here. I will <laughs> quote Sojourner Truth. And, of course, she's restoring, talking about the story of Adam and Eve. Yeah. This is from the 19th century. And she's making this speech, and she says, well, women overturn the world once, we can do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be my daughter. Maybe that should go on my gravestone. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, women overturn the world once. We can do it again. Well, yes. All right, so yeah. then yeah. we we have the big yeah. meeting where we find out who Vincenzo is as uh, yes. as Babel finds out, get their gets their messages back. Uh, from Italy, we find oh. out that yeah, he murdered people from the mob. This is the scene we were talking about earlier. And while the chairman is terrified, Jun Wu is just finds this amazing. 
Yeah. Like, the, I'm, I'm in this for the fun, and this guy is my greatest threat possible. Remember how it's like, because remember he said, you, you only get better by fighting formidable foes. He's my Floyd Mayweather. You know? Like he's the, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he's the best guy I could possibly be up against. This is going to make it all the more satisfying. Except, except oh, yeah. when he says, of course, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, well, of course. You know, Jumu says, but he's coming after us. So he's got to go. He's got to go. I mean, I wanted to have this wonderful, you know, uh, sparring relationship for a lot longer, but clearly yep. looking at this, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I cannot risk it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's like, yeah, no, you're, you're right to see it that way. <laughs> yeah. And so now we get an amazing scene. Well, the, uh, oh boy, we see the murderers get themselves a picture of Vincenzo. Yeah. The call has been put in. Exactly what they wanted to have happen is happening. So it's back to Vincenzo's apartment and they're all waiting for the goons to show up to try and rush them out. You know, Mr. Nam is in the hallway with his baseball bat and yeah. Cha Young is indoors just holding a rock, just ready to smash somebody's head with a rock. And then we get a wonderful uh, talk between the two of them, which is, uh, why aren't you, why are you here? And she's like, I'm waiting for my house to be repaired. And he's like, yeah, I know you've got a new window. I, I paid the bill. I paid the bill. <laughs> I know the work's done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that like, was why do you keep, yeah. And why do you I, keep coming here? Because you said you were going to kill somebody. Yes. And then you have that little, that, that little thing with her shoes. Yeah. She hasn't taken her shoes off. Shoes off. Like, get your shoes off the floor. We're civilized people. He puts, yeah, he puts them up on the table. On the table. <laughs> right. So then she gets a call from uh, Ju, uh, Jun Wu saying he's got some information for her about Wusang. When really we know that what he's doing he's is trying to get him. her out of the way when the criminals show up. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want her getting caught in the crossfire when the guys show up to murder Vincenzo. Yeah. Uh, and then Vincenzo, you know, goes and talks to Mr. Nam and says, you know, we got to do this differently. We got to, we got to do this differently. And then we get a cute little scene of the wrestler trying to teach them, trying to teach some people <laughs> some basic wrestling moves for when the next set of goons come in. <laughs> and they're demonstrating it. And he's demonstrating it on the tailor who is not happy at all to be a part of this. <laughs> and he's like, why am I doing this without a mat? What was I thinking? And then the mobsters show up to run them out of the place. And they're the twin oh. snakes gang. Oh no, the twin blades gang. Yeah. The twin blades Wait, gang. And they start roughing up the, the, the chef and the spy. And of course we come for a showdown. We've been waiting for a showdown. Like we've known this was coming and we get the moment we were really, uh, before we get the, mo uh, before we get the moment we were really expecting, which is fantastic. Uh, we get what Vincenzo's up to and you're like, is Vincenzo going to come and help with this? Actually, no, he's busy. Uh, <laughs> he's putting out a new broadcast saying, Mar uh, Inzaghi 
the whistleblower is going to be reveal who killed the four people at the tunnel in exactly one half hour. So get ready for that broadcast because mm -hmm. Vincenzo has realized he can't risk the building's population by having the murder show up, murder show up there. Also, maybe he can't deal with the murderers the way he wants to if there are witnesses. Yes. So he has specifically chosen a place that they all know has no security cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was thinking. Yep. And so what he doesn't know when he's heading off to do the meeting, right? Uh, right? Is that there is something about to go down in the building. Yeah. So the guy, gangsters show up and say, you have been evicted. Uh, they don't, sadly, the subtitles do not tell us the, what the eviction notice says, but I have to assume it's saying, like, get out of here immediately. You have been evicted. Legal circumstances, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? And so we get a scene where there's a confrontation, and obviously these guys are way scarier. Vincenzo's not there to help. Right? But then... <laughs> the Taylor runs off. Uh, runs off. And he, it looks like he's running off because he's scared. And then the mobsters show up. You know, our local good guy mobsters show up. <laughs> and we're like, oh my god, are they going to save the day? And the answer is, uh, no, they're not that great at fighting. And they're scared of the Twin Swords gang. Yeah. And they're like, this is like a severe group of mobsters. Yes. And so they're like, yeah, we got to run away. And then something no one saw coming? <laughs> no one saw coming. What? So, I mean, this this scene has the two best fights in the show so far, probably. Yeah. And one of them doesn't even have Vincenzo in it. That because what one. happens is the tailor shows up with his with his fabric scissors and just starts stabbing people. But uh how shall I put this? In a very methodical and professional way. Yes! So it turns out he's a professional murderer? <laughs> or well, used to be? Well, we never get... Do we never get We the don't find out this episode. One. No? It's, it's essentially becomes the man from nowhere. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. He essentially... I never thought of that when I was watching it. Yes. yes. It essentially becomes the man from nowhere. He, like, he stabs people in the legs, the arms, the back, the neck, and he's just running on walls and tackling people. I and know! Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Wait, I, and that's all we... I, I, and that's know? all we get in the episode. Yeah. That's the end of it. That's the end of that. Now, I will tell you that just so you don't have to, we will have answers to all of these. Oh, I'm sure. And then Mr. <laughs> Tack, Mr. Tack, the wrestler, gets a mysterious phone call. Yep. And then again, we also don't know what that is. It's well, no, because we haven't talked about the fact that that Jun, Jun Wu has been talking to. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Went, went to meet um, Jun Wung, who yeah, was yeah. talking to, yeah. Oh, no, she ha he hasn't met. Oh, no, she's a, but she yeah, shows up in this that. next scene. Yeah, she shows yeah. up in this next scene. And uh, it's, um, <laughs> right, uh, the, and the best part is, so she comes up, uh, she comes up to see him, because, again, he wanted to, and he's like, oh, I've got to, i got to go do something. It's an emergency, because now he wants to rush down to the uh, overpass to see the murder. He wants yeah. to hit there. And she's like, what is, what is it? Why are you rushing off? You know, <laughs> tell me what you said, uh, had about Wusung. And he's like, oh, nothing. I just want an excuse to see you. 
Oh, and then the funniest, the funniest part of this, of course, then she gets the phone call, call from Mr. Pam, who says, but Vincenzo has gone, blah, 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 blah. And she's going, well, we have to go get him. Yep. Okay? And, and so Jun Woo gets to go to the fight just the way he wanted to. Yes. But he's got her asking him. To take him. Yeah, to take yeah. her there. To take and him, it, yeah. Well, because she can't find her car keys. And of course, the cute thing is, is him picking up her purse again, because she's forgotten her purse. Purse, I'm like going, just like back like in the before. day. Yeah, back in the yeah. day. But I'm like, is Mr. Tack giving information to the chairman? Like, what's going on here? I need to know more, because Mr. Tack makes sure he wants to come on the drive to go save Vincenzo, too. So I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. And well, then we get, I mean... Oh, that's true. Yes. yes. Oh, wait. That we... happens in this. Oh, you shush, have... shush, shush. Down, down, down. Oh. Don't say a word. I know it's tempting. Don't say a word. And so now the three-person hit team shows up to kill Vincenzo. It's two guys and a lady. And Vincenzo is ready for them. And as he says, uh, well, I got you out here because, you know, I made sure you were all together because bugs are much easier to kill when they're all in one place. Oh, jeez. And so then we get the gunfight and then we get this what? fantastic, again, the app, the second best, maybe best action scene we've had in the show so far. We get this yeah. fantastic gunfight that turns into a fist fight that turns back into a gun. Like, it's just such a satisfying encounter. And it's filmed so well. Yes. Yeah. Like, again, great sense of geography. You always know exactly what's happening. The The fighting is brutal. Yeah. Like, it looks amazing. Like, it is just such a great fight scene. Uh, I, 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 was, I was blown away. Yeah, I, I, was just, yeah, I was just blown away by this fight scene. And I know there's going to be more later. But I don't know whether people are dead or alive at the end of it. I mean, one of them is oh. alive because he tortures him to find out, uh, try and find out who the chairman's name is. And the guy says he doesn't know. The other two might be dead. I'm sure we're going to find out next week. We don't get any closure on it in this episode. Uh, but Vincenzo has taken down the assassins and he got a horrible neck injury. But more importantly, he got a he got a phone that has the chairman's number on it because the chairman called them and told them where to go. And I am so interested to see what happens uh, next. And this is this is the thing. OK, and now we get to the end of the episode because... Uh, Cha Young shows up and she runs over and she hugs uh, Vincenzo and is pissed at him for running off and putting his life in danger. And what I and he says, I know who the chairman is. And then we get this fantastic look between him and Junwoo and Cha Young turns around slowly and sees Junwoo and Junwoo does his evil grin for everybody in public for the first time. And I'm like, what is, how is this going to pay off? And this is what I was talking about. I have no idea what's going to happen next. Like none whatsoever. Which Apparently is, he knows who the chairman is halfway through the show. Which is why we are going to end up doing a podcast tomorrow again. Yeah. Cause I, I'm watching this tonight. I, I am watching this. <laughs> I'm probably watching this the second we stop recording. 
but I look, at those, look at those look at those what what i wanted to say is about framing right oh yes oh the God, framing with those arches and the I framing know. with June Woo in the arch, right? I know. Right in the middle, and it's all black, and the little snowflakes and coming falling down. in the background. Yeah. No. It's so brilliantly done. But here's the one thing I am going to say, right? Uh, yeah, because they're in their arch, and he's in his arch, and the dead blackness and the snow flurries in the background. Yeah. Beautiful shot. Yeah. But the one thing I'll say is, here's what I was expecting to happen. Okay. And it didn't happen. And okay. I was very confused that it didn't happen. And so here is, here's the thing that confused me slightly, right? Okay. I thought when she ran up to him and he said, I know who the chairman is, what was going to happen was he was going to hit the chairman button on the phone and Jun Woo's phone was going to ring. But that didn't happen. And that's not a criticism per se, but it, it just seemed to me like a, a wonderful moment that they missed. But may, again, this is based on me not having seen the next episode. <laughs> Obviously, I could look like an absolute buffoon for thinking that he actually does know. I mean, the end of the episode certainly says that they now both know who the chairman is. <laughs> that's definitely the implication, but... With this show, you never know, right? I, I can't say what's going to happen. And that is part of why I love this show so much. Is that I never have the... Like, I never know how weird or how crazy it's going to go. And this is their... It has been great cliffhanger after great cliffhanger after great cliffhanger. And this is their best cliffhanger to date. It's so oh, this good. is probably... And that's it, right? Halfway in between. Halfway... Yep. The end yeah. of the tenth episode is and exactly the halfway point of the show. So you need a giant reveal. And we got it. Oh, did we get the giant reveal? Oh my god. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this thing. I cannot wait to see what happens next. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, no, I'm uh I can't I'm wait for our it. podcast tomorrow. I know, right? Oh, oh, and I looked it up because I was curious to see if uh, Jun Woo had been in anything else. And apparently uh, he was a popular uh, boy band member in the 2010s. And he's done a lot of acting. But yeah, he was like one of those guys that, um, you know, auditioned for a corporate boy band and got in. And uh, and when I found out the thing that I found so charming about it is, OK, the name of the boy band was today okay and that's that's great but uh as part of marketing or whatever at some point the corporation split it off into being like split the members off into being two different boy bands mm -hmm. and so the band today became the band 2 a.m and the band 2 p.m <laughs> <laughs> isn't that fantastic yes Oh, it's so good. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Vincenzo just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. It really does. Like, every new episode, there's just some incredibly compelling surprise, twist, turn I didn't see coming. Like, every week. And the, the whole thing 
with the guy who works as a tailor and we get the explanation of why he's been so cold all the time is he's got a man from nowhere thing going on that nobody saw coming. No, nobody saw it. Uh, when I saw this the first time, it was just like, what? Yeah, what am it, I watching? Yeah, it's not a fun show, but it's goes, a super show. No, it's not, but he's a tailor. And the first thing they do, and what I loved so much about it is that it's like, they have him whining so much about having to demonstrate the wrestling moves. And they they really do make it look like he's running off in terror when yes. the, the twin sword gangs... Like, they shoot it so well. And then suddenly, bang! Oh, no, oh, and that... didn't come back to help. There's somebody else there who knows what he's doing. Yeah, and that was an amazing... I mean, it was an amazing fight scene. It's, it's, I mean, it's 90 seconds and it's so fantastically shot yeah. and so incredibly performed. Like it's, I, I, it's the kind of thing where I like, I want to get a sample of it and just like, here's the reason you should be watching the show Vincenzo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a show where you can have wacky jokes with pigeons and then this happens. Yes. <laughs> That's all in the same show. Like, come on. What show does this? So yeah, um, no, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I I talk very effusively in my praise for this show all the time, and there's a reason. Like I love it more every episode. They're doing more and more interesting things every single episode. Yeah, like there hasn't been a done dud yet. The story is so fascinating, and it is just rocketing forward. I mean, I'm not going to say I prefer it to Squid Game because you know Squid Game, but it's. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that that's, but Squid Game has this thing in this message in the rest yeah, of Yeah, I mean, we're, we're responding as awesome. much to the politics of Squid Game as anything yeah. else. This, as a TV show, I, um, I, in the, would I say in the end it is better than Squid Game? Once you've watched all the episodes, that is definitely something we're going to talk about. We'll talk about it. Once I've yeah. seen all the episodes, we can have that discussion. Is, is this that's still ten weeks away? Yeah, you haven't watched much of this uh, Korean television. Korean dramas? No, no, I've only watched Korean movies. I haven't really watched. This is my second Korean TV show. Well, after yeah, Squid Game. And, and you know, I mean, there are, as I said, this other one I'm watching right now, Lawless Lawyer lawless lawyer i mean it's interesting too there are i mean i'm getting a real sense of themes and stuff for sure you could you could definitely do when i mentioned to one of my students who's chinese that uh, yeah. asked him if he had seen um hellbound but anyway i mentioned i said i watched it because there's a woman teaching korean film and stuff at uh at u of t and he was astounded <laughs> but i'm sitting here going um, There's a lot to talk about. That, that I tell you that, that in a way that is much more fractured, like you can in in American or Canadian, right? Yeah. Like actually, if you look at Canadian TV, you can find a Canadian sensibility. Oh, absolutely. If you look at American, though, it's highly fractured. Yeah. Uh, and whereas this, there's there's certain consistent themes whether you are looking at something like this or mm -hmm. whether you are looking at when they decided to take um, um, the Kiefer Sutherland show. Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor, right? And and turn that into Korean drama. Yeah, a Korean drama. Um, 
are any of the other things that that I've been watching. And we did and we did it. Oh no, you watched Criminal Minds. Oh well, of course we watched. I don't count Criminal Minds. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's Criminal Minds. But, but even there, you're you're astounded at the consistency. Like it's oh, a absolutely. consistency. When you have a show, it tends to be consistent from beginning to end. It's yeah. a very different. It's a it's a different whether they make more time, they take more time and allow their writers more time to put together an entire season of television before they start shooting. Yeah, you know, because yeah. as I said, this this bears all the hallmarks of Babylon 5. Yeah, where it was all planned out completely. Completely before they even began to location, right? Yep. Because it's it's really funny because this thing I'm watching in Lawless Lawyer, um, the location that was in an episode I just watched is actually the scene. You know where the scene where the cops are being shoved out, yeah, being pushed. Yeah, I mean that 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 uh, location location is used in Lawless Lawyer. Oh, weird. Yeah, I mean it. As I told you. As I talk, when I talk about this, I'm beginning to recognize spaces. Various spaces in and around Seoul. Yeah, and I am <laughs> sure uh, or Seoul and other places, because they do go to other places in South Of course. But, and I am sure, but that this is CGI, the snow oh, and the black. Yeah, of course. Of course. Probably, yeah. But, but you, because, you know, but it, it must have been snowing at some point, unless they have a huge show, snow, snow machine. <laughs> yes. Make it consistent because there it was snowing, right? When they were getting their yams. That's true. Yeah. So So maybe it actually snowed on that day, yeah. Yeah. So maybe uh, you know, so this may not be CGI, but it would strike we'll see. me. Yeah. I'd be mean, interested it's, to it's, find out. Those art shots were just No. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, just gorgeous at the It's end. just such a good looking show. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Every week they just. I think what's impressing me so much about the show is their understanding of packing this like every sh episode doesn't just raise the stakes, but raises the stakes in a completely logical escalation based on what happened the previous week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every mm -hmm. single week. Like something, ha like it is all about the consequences of the character's actions every single time. And that's what I respect most about it, right? Yeah. There, are, It's always like, this guy makes a move, and as a result, this happens. So this happens, so this happens. Like there's nothing contrived. It's all built around people pinging off each other. It never, it never feels contrived. And no. no. No, in this show... No, in this show, no, I haven't. Yeah. I know, and I've watched it now through. I yeah, guess I've watched seen it all twice. Yeah, I've seen it twice, and this is now my third run through. Yes, with See, you. there you go, and it's just it's all consistent and it's all interesting. So yeah, yeah. Vincenzo, uh, can't I can't wait. All right, so for now. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like to uh, in, uh, sorry, encourage us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com 
We would love to hear from you. We are going to ask you to, if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find the show. We will see you back here next week for episode 11. Uh, and as I said, I'm I'm just as in the dark as you are about what's going to happen in episode 11. I mean, she knows. She's watched the whole thing three times. But uh, for me, nope. I am just baffled and I can't wait to find out. And wait till you find out. Oh, You'll be calling God. me in an hour and a half. <laughs> right. Can we do it now? Can we do it now? Can we just can we report? <laughs> can we record immediately? That would be ideal if we could just record immediately. All right. So uh, anyway. we will we will be back to talk about that. But until then, we're going to say that's right. Au revoir. And see you next week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.